previously on the Stephen Jeff Show. Johnny had some bite marks on his arm. It's outside. It's right outside. Look, you can see him right out I there. see him. Parents can bite. I mean, I mine did. I got my DOD degree, the Doctor of Dreams, at the Harvard oh. Institute of Sleep's Dreams Bedding Institute. What a great title. I mean, you what? know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not sure I do. Yeah, you want to have sex with your mom. I practice safe impala. Since Steve and Jeff aren't paying me, I'm breaking into the show. Souls on Fire Kimchi is not just for breakfast anymore. You are not getting parole. And I get paid like every two weeks for the amount of salary I was promised. Claire, you're dreaming. You know, that goes back to the Impala. I'm a little uncomfortable with the word tight and talking about your mom's car and stuff. Oh, you know. Mom, are you still awake? You need to double date with Steve and his mom. I swore about as often as they do. Right, people. Be sure and follow or subscribe to The Stephen Jeff Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And now, here's Stephen Jeff. Well, Jeff, you know, it is great to be back, even though we're just in the, the small studio again. But it's a start, Jeff. It's a start. The, the door is opening. I mean, not literally the door, but the metaphorical door is metaphysically opening. Yes. How's it going, Steve? Going great. You know, though, I did have had a little difficulty over the weekend here. Well, you I was know? wondering because I called you and nobody answered. What happened? Well, well, you know, when my phone rings, nobody answered. That's not that unusual. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I got to tell you, well, you know, I was over at my mom's. Yeah, we were doing some drinking and we were putting away the pop off pretty heavily. And you know how I had like chest pains, but it was indigestion the last time. Mm-hmm happened again, Jeff. Wow. And I, I, so I really got concerned this time. You know, I went back to the hospital and, and they put me back in that, they call it emergency room. It's like an emergency warehouse. You know, yeah. it's like you're in this big echoey room with like curtains and shit. They put me back there because, you know, let's face it, Jeff, I'm kind of a tightwad. I didn't want to do like the private emergency thing. So I, I was in with this other guy. Yeah. You know, it wasn't so bad because he was like in a coma. He was just laying there. So it didn't bother me best. at all. You know, didn't do yeah. a thing. You know, like you could get a private room, but why not just get one with a, a guy with a coma and then you don't right. have to share it. It's you know, as quiet like, as the private room. And it's like, it's like a third the price. It's, it's totally. crazy. It's crazy. But, totally. but I, but I digress. So I'm, I'm there and actually stayed overnight because they said, you know, weren't you just in here a couple of weeks ago with this? Like, yeah, it was the, the milk and the mac and cheese again, you know, yeah. but they had to check it out. So I was there, you know, overnight and during the night, like right before I fell asleep, this woman walks in. And goes over to the bed of the guy in the coma and sits next to him, like holds his hand. So I go, oh, well, wow. that must be extra Sweet. for the nurses to do that. You know, <laughs> I didn't pay for that. So I, I guess I won't get that. But, you know, I wake up and I'm sitting there and he's still in a coma when I wake up. But, but you know, they, they bring in the breakfast and it's kind of nice. Well, it, you know, it's not nice. It's lousy. But it's, it is a break from the monotony. So mm-hmm. they bring in the breakfast. The guy wakes up. It's really? a break from a coma, too. I mean, the breakfast, mm-hmm. it's lousy. You look forward to it because I mean, what else are you doing, right? <laughs> We got nothing yeah. else going on, right? So guy wakes up, comes out of the coma, and he takes the woman's hand. She's still holding his hand. I mean, I, yeah. that thing must be so oh, sweaty sweet. by now. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That must yeah. smells. Oh, but I but I digress. But yeah. so he takes her hand, moves it a little closer. She's in tears now. Oh, finally woke up. Right. And he and he leans toward her, and he's whispering. But, you know, I'm kind of a nosy guy, so I, I'm listening while he's whispering. Uh-huh. I, I can hear him. He's not that far away. It's just right over there, you know, whispering. Right. says, you know what? You've been with me through all the tough times. When I got fired from my job, you were there to support me. When my business failed, you were there for me. When I got shot, you were by my side all the time. When we lost the house, you stayed right here with me. Wow. And then when my health started failing, you were still by my side. And he says, you know what, dear? She says, what, dear? She says, smiling, crying. He says, 
I think you're bad luck. Wow. (laughs) But I digress. Speaking of hospitals and health and doctors, we have had a real focus on this show about health. And a lot of it has been kind of not your traditional medicine. It's been the edgier, you know, the suit yourself and things like that. That makes me a little nervous, to be honest with you, because I feel like in some ways the healthcare situation is complex. And there's many sides to it. And I think it's really important for us to present as many different sides, especially maybe more the traditional part of it, which we've kind of avoided Mm -hmm. um, along the way. So I think it would be good for us to talk about well-paid doctors who go to medical school and and get their perspective on things. I think it's very important, particularly with health, that we be fair and balanced about presenting the information. So many people go to medical websites to get their information or they get it from TV doctors. In preparation for the show, I did a quick look. Some of the medical websites out there, you wouldn't believe. It's one, too sick to click. And then another one, web to feed MD. It's a real swimmer, I guess. But And then there's well, that one. There's a one that everybody likes. The one that's it's named after that sandwich spread was it mustard clinic, uh, relish clinic. But everybody reads that crap. And Steve, I think we need to come clean here too. The millions that listen to our show are also listening to us. And some of the things we're recommending. We're, I the, feel a we're the web feed MD. Absolutely. We're it. Yeah, we're the too sick to click. I am too sick to click. That's for sure. Wow. Most of the clicked, time. So I haven't clicked since I, late 70s. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know. I don't know. So but, maybe but, it's, it's time to balance the argument, the situation, and, and kind of present the other side. You know, I am so glad you said that, Jeff, because on the other side of that glass... We have a real doctor. He's one of those highly paid doctors Mm -hmm. that knows what he's talking about because he's paid well. And so he's got to know what he's talking about, right? In fact, he wrote a new book called, I Didn't Go to Medical School for My Health. Uh, And I think the subtitle subtitle is, or for your health either. But I digress. This is really going to get us the real information that we need about serious, real medicine. And let me just introduce, the other side of that glass is Dr. David Kevorkian Jr. Hi, uh, Dr. Kevorkian. Hello, boys. Hello. Uh, how are you? How are you? Hi, Dr. Kevorkian. Are you related to Dr. Death? Well, actually, um, it, it, my name is spelled Kevorkian, but uh, being Albanian, the R is silent, so it's Kevorkian. Oh, oh, wow. And I oh. do go by a nickname, college nickname I got playing lacrosse, Jack. Okay. Uh-huh. It's Jack Kavokian. Yeah. Jack Kavokian. Oh, Kavokian. Well, you know, you know, Jeff, it's been a few months since we had a an, an Albanian on the show. We've had our slew of Lithuanians lately, but no Albanians. I mean, this is really amazing. But no, no discrimination issues. Oh here. no, 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 okay, okay. no, none whatsoever. People call you your nickname Jack, right? Jack? Yes. Jack Kavokian. Okay. Jack, Dr. Okay. D. Dr. D, Dr. <laughs> D it is. I can imagine that your last name could be a problem. You know, in the course of your medical practice, you must have to give somebody bad news. Maybe tell somebody that they have a terminal disease and that uh, they're not going to recover. That, that must be tough. It's um, definitely not the reason you go to medical school is not to tell people they're going to die. But I rarely recommend medically assisted suicide. It's just really not the best treatment option. I mean, there's a few cases, you know, like mm-hmm. COVID where, you know, you oh, do bring oh, it up. Oh, oh, COVID? So I-, I wasn't aware that COVID was that serious. Should I be worried about that? Yeah, see, now this is why I wrote, wrote the book. People get all kinds of crazy ideas and misinformation, all kinds of things that they think they know or think they should do. But you need to listen only to well-paid, 
professional doctors. The truth is, mm -hmm. uh, if you test positive for COVID, uh, you're best off just getting your fares in order, updating your will and whatnot, and maybe even uh, putting in a pull-the-plug request. Uh, that's one step ahead of the do not resuscitate. It's like, just pull the plug on me. It's like, don't only don't resuscitate. It's like, create a situation where you would not resuscitate. That is correct. Wow. Yes. Mm. Wow. Doctor, that is great advice. Well, tell us about that book. I didn't go to medical school for my health. Oh, oh sure. Basically, I wrote the book to help people understand that uh, doctors are the glue that holds our society together. We're the most important people. Just ask any of us. We will tell you we are the most important people. We're more important than your clergy. We're more important than your spouse. We're arguably more important than Oprah. That's All close. Right, so to ignore, to ignore us is getting medical information from unqualified sources, TV celebrities, veterinarians, Oprah. I mean, it does more damage to the lives of our society. And by lives of our society, I specifically mean the lives of well-paid professional doctors. Oh, God, I feel horrible because, Doc, to be honest, Kathy and I, we do subscribe to a lot of these online services, you know, you don't really know who they are and, you know, they give us advice. And for the most part, it seems like they work okay. I mean, we're still alive and we're still okay so far. So maybe we haven't done too much damage. Right. Well, so far is the key term in that. You're okay so far. But people think, oh, it's just a common ailment. I don't need to worry about it. But those common ailments, I mean, did you know that a hangnail is often a symptom, an early symptom of leprosy? Wow. Wow. No, and, I didn't know that. did you know, know that. that halitosis, which for the common man is called bad breath, can actually be a harbinger of autism? Oh, Doc, wow. I know dozens of people that need to be checked right away. Absolutely. And this is why you're more autistic in the morning. You know, when you first wake <coughs> up in the morning, there's a much higher risk of autism. You know, it's just the unwashed masses. They just can't understand that you have to go to a well-paid professional doctor to get accurate information, accurate diagnoses. Wow, doctor, that is just amazing. And you know, speaking of accurate diagnoses, when we were talking about having you on the show, you'd said that you could actually diagnose people's illnesses on our show today. You've got to admit, I, I think Jeff and I were a little skeptical about mm -hmm. that, but especially when you said that, you know, you're going to charge a show $1,000 a call, but you know, we dug deep and we asked our good friends at Appropriation Station and the other good people there too. I think we should go ahead with it because you've, you've made some great points. I think we should take you up on that quite expensive offer. I think that's a great idea. I think we probably have some people that listen to the show that would have questions for you. And we could probably afford Steve to what, have two or three or maybe four, probably not more well, than that, but well, how, how, how soon How soon do we have to pay him? Uh, if we could pay you in like we 2025, we could have four. Mm -hmm. It all depends on, it all depends on the insurance. I mean, you know, who knows what's in that Obamacare. It'll take insurance a while to figure it out. So it'll be 2025 before you get paid anyway. So don't, you know, what's the difference? Don't worry about it. Yeah, cool. All right, we're good then. Are you okay with that, Doc? Can we uh, have some people call in with some questions? Oh, absolutely. I mean, as a highly paid medical professional, I can diagnose people really without seeing them or talking to them. I mean, it's what we do in the office. Honestly, it's either bacterial or viral. In either case, I'm going to prescribe Valium. That's just how we roll. 
I like this guy. Yeah, me too. So anyways, Doc, so you're prepared to get started here? I am. Yes. Let's do this thing. Say, Doc, I hear Johnny helped you with a little intro. Should we play that intro now? Cha-ching, cha-ching. FTC, makers of all natural animal-based remedies, and not at all like Farmer Brute, brings you the drama for Diagnostic Discernment, the show with sensational symptoms, the acme of annoying alliterations. It's time for The Doctor Knows, starring the doc who knows all, even before he sees it, the highly paid Dr. D. Take it away, Doc! That's great. Let's see who we got on the phone here. We've got Shirley from Omaha. Yeah, let me take this one, Steve. This is a good one because I think a lot of people suffer from this. Uh, but she's in a, a great deal of pain because she strained something in her lower back and it's kind of hard to walk. What do you suggest? Oh, my. Well, sounds like leukemia, uh, maybe diabetes. I'm, I'm glad we caught it early. Call me on Monday and we'll get a treatment plan started for you. You caught this just in the just in the nick of time. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't see that coming. Steve, I don't think you get that kind of stuff online. Um, oh, no. You no. get a, a, an immediate diagnosis is amazing. And uh, I can't think of anywhere else you could get that diagnosis. No, and it sounds like Shirley's in, in deep trouble. Is that right, Doc? Well, not necessarily, no. I mean, yes, these are serious diseases, but uh, they can be as mild as the common cold, too. Although the common cold is actually terminal. Wow. About 50% of the time. Gotcha. Steve, you want me to take one more? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you take okay. one more? All right. This one is from Scott from Urbana. Scott, do you have a question for Dr. D? Uh, yes, Dr. D. I've had stomach cramps for a couple weeks and blood in my urine. Should I be worried? Oh, no. Nothing to worry about there. That's very minor. It's very normal, actually. Uh, take a couple of aspirin, begin drinking yellow fluids, and just to get the color back into your urine, should should resolve itself. Oh, that's amazing, doctor. Speaking of yellow fluids, I mean, I know there's a limoncello, the, the liqueur, but what what other sort of yellow liquid should Scott drink? There's various flavors of Gatorade, Powerade, Kool-Aid. Just be sure to get the right stuff. And if you can't find any of that, drink your own urine. Uh, mm -hmm. Assuming it's yellow, if there's blood in it and it's red, you probably have to wait to maybe, have to, I don't know, drink a friend's urine, probably something like that. But you get a, get a lot of urine wow. in your diet. I've seen posters to say, like, save urine, drink a friend's. Yeah. I see those too. I mean, that makes sense. Wow, that yeah. is great advice. Now those, we are, have, those, uh, are, those are especially common in Lent. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, and some people give up urine for Lent. So it's, it yeah. gets a little confusing because some, some go to it, some go away from it. It's, yeah, that's it's very just, foolish to give up urine for Lent. Ah, yes. Yes, mm -hmm. that, could, that, could backfire, that could back up or backfire, one of the two. Doctor, we have Bethany from Council Bluffs on the line. Bethany, what's your question for the good doctor? Well, Dr. D, I was stabbed last weekend coming out of a bar. I was going to go to the emergency room, but I was pretty drunk. So I just went home. Since then, I've been in a lot of pain. And, and there's, there's, there's pus coming out of the opening where I was stabbed. What do you suggest? Well, it uh, sounds like you have a pretty severe drinking problem. I'm going to suggest uh, alcohol addiction counseling, which is also a service that I provide. It's very lucky for you that you did contact a highly paid medical professional. Oh, yes. And we'll begin and counseling immediately. 
And Doc, it sounds like you're really qualified for so many different things. You're sort of like that Swiss Army knife. Well, yes, and I happen to have a Swiss Army knife, but I I lost it last weekend coming out of a bar in Council Bluffs. I mean, (laughs) crazy. (laughs) What a coincidence. It is a coincidence. It sounds like we may have time for one more call, Steve. Well, well, time and, and, and money. But I think yeah, we have money for one more call. Yes. Who we have there, Jeff? It's Ellen. Ellen, do you have a question for Dr. D? Thank you so much. Well, Dr. D, I'm 61 years old, and I just don't feel right. Not sure what it is, but I've become very forgetful and got lost trying to find my way home the other night. And to make matters worse, Alzheimer's runs in my family. What should I do? Well, I'm not quite sure what you should do, but uh, it reminds me of a story. I mean, speaking of Alzheimer, uh, a guy walks into the office, into the highly paid medical professional's office to get the results of a test. And the doctor tells him, "Ah, sir, I'm I'm afraid I've got terrible news. Um, You have cancer and Alzheimer's. And the guy looks at the doctor and says, oh, thank God I don't have cancer. So. <laughs> That's funny stuff, Dr. T. You know, it reminds me of our, our joke writer, Joey Bishop Schwartzman. Maybe, Doc, maybe you should write jokes for our show, too, because Joey owes us some jokes. We haven't gotten them. But. Yeah, it's $1,000 a joke. And that, uh, but that Schwartzman guy, he, he sounds like he's a real, real winner. Oh, he is, yeah. And he, Doc, he only charges 50 a joke, so I don't know. But but he doesn't deliver them. So 50 for something you don't get versus 1000 for something you get. It's such yeah. a dilemma. It is a dilemma. Uh, Doc, this has been great. I really appreciate the perspective of a, a of a well-paid doctor over some of these other, I, I don't want to criticize them, but they're a little fringy, a little, little on the outside, but it, you know, important for people to see all that. But mm-hmm. is there something you want to leave our audience with, something that a message or uh, something that people should think about when they think about healthcare and getting medical advice? I think the only thing that I would say is, if you look back a hundred years ago, um, they really didn't understand anesthetics. If you look back 500 years ago, they really didn't understand sanitation. If you look back, you know, 2000 years ago, they really didn't understand anything about nutritional value. And with all of that said, it's like, we don't know what we're doing. We're just highly paid medical mm-hmm. professionals a thousand years from now there's going to be cures for all of this stuff and i wow. would leave with one other thing i had a two two quick observations here one excess intake of milk with macaroni and cheese in the diet wow, yeah. will cause erectile dysfunction <gasps> and heartburn wow. and also this was something that we just talked about online i, I read this i got this uh from jim carrey baldness also a sign of leprosy. So do with that as you may. I've been telling Jeff that for years. Wow. And Doc, would that erectile dysfunction, would that even be present in the presence of 65 impalas? Well, 1965 impalas, no. Oh, 65 there's good impalas running around in the zoo. Yes. I mean, oh, oh no, no problem. Do anything well, for anybody. Jeff, I think I'm okay. Yeah, I think you're good. <laughs> 
Wow. I'm a little concerned. Anytime I hear erectile dysfunction, I kind of perk up. Well, actually, you kind of cringe. I don't perk up. You kind of cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Probably don't perk up. Oh, but leprosy, Jeff. Leprosy. That's not something to joke about. Well, actually, Vicky did have a joke. No, I mean, but otherwise. Compared to compared to erectile dysfunction, that's that's the three bars on the slot machine. I mean, that's a biggie. I mean, mm-hmm. erectile dysfunction. Man, you take a pill, leprosy. Well, that's that's pretty serious. Wow. Well, and and I would I would say, what's worse, having leprosy or having bad breath? Because it sounds like you know you, you get both, and you're really not very popular. No, no. Then you, you got the inside and the outside both messed up. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's so good that we can have highly paid professionals come in and mm-hmm. really tell us what the truth is. Tell us what we should know, what we should think, because left to our own devices, who knows? We could try to do our own surgery and you know, where would that leave us? And the good news, Steve, is if we keep talking and rambling like this, we don't have to pay for another call from anybody else. And right. so we could pocket that thousand bucks that, you know, well, that we've got from well, the sponsor. So well, Jeff, I, we, we're not going to be able to pay him for the calls we did, to, but don't tell him. That. I don't think he can hear us. Oh, wait, my microphone's still on. Ooh. No, Doc, we'll get you the money. We got to talk to the insurance first. We'll, we'll, Sound, we'll get sounds you. good, gentlemen. I'm, I'm sorry. I just stepped away for a donut. Oh, and, uh, I am so glad to hear the donuts are on the doctor's menu. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, if there's nothing else, I'm late for my smoke break. So, um, oh, well, uh, light one for us, Doc. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Good to know that there's nothing wrong with cigarettes, right? Yeah, I mean, out of all the things that you hear about, at least absolutely. a good cigarette is uh, is good for you. So, thanks yeah. again, Doc. Thanks, Doc. And Johnny, tell us what he'll receive for being on our show. Right, Steve. Our guests will receive 100 cotton balls, previously in bottles of aspirin. A quick boil and the pain is gone. Whoever has it. And while visiting the Metro, guests of the Stephen Jeff Show stay outside the hysteric Harney Hotel. Guests can relax on the prestigious Northwest Corner Sidewalk, certified cleaner than 72% of the rooms inside. And finally, our guests will receive the home version of the Stephen Jeff Show, so he can conduct interviews anywhere even from his car, like me, right now. This is Johnny speaking. Be sure to follow or subscribe to The Stephen Jeff Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And say, Doc, I've got a pain right here. You can tell where I'm pointing, can't you? And it runs all the way back to here. But just when I sit in the car too long, message me. Good night.